This is Sonia Brock, podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I can be reached on the web at www.soniabrock.com. That's S-O-N-I-A-B-R-O-C-K, one word, dot com. This podcast, which is about familiar sayings. Do you think the rain will hurt the rhubarb? That was a common joke saying back in Chatham. We figured it would take an outright flood to hurt the rhubarb, Sonny. I didn't know then the joke answer was, not if it's in cans. And I just found out that this was a line from the Gene Kelly, Judy Garland movie, Summer's Talk. To me, it epitomizes the dry humor favored by farmers, which is somewhat like the Irish travel directions. You ask, how do I get to Galway? And the answer is, well... If I were you, I wouldn't start from here. That and quite a spell of weather we're having, which is vague enough to suit all weathers, are are typical of the laconic rural remarks. Another weather-based saying was, never rains, but it pours, eh? But that was a bit more mystical, more in the lines of, trouble comes in threes. I still find myself, when misfortunes occur, counting and hoping to arrive at the final third event. In my family recently, my youngest sister had an emergency gallbladder surgery done. Another sister had a fall and got a cut that needed stitches. And my niece had a skateboard accident and is all over bruises. There, that's three, and let that be an end to it. Never rains, but it pours. And let that be a lesson to you, was said after some best laid plans went awry. The example given was of an overweight, middle-aged man who went into a drugstore soda fountain on a hot summer day and ordered a full glass of cracked ice. He swallowed the lot and, in short order, died on the spot from a heart attack and let that be a lesson to you. Blown to smithereens is another familiar phrase, and without knowing its origins, it is still easy enough in the mind's eye to see something blown to bits and scattered. Friend added to this collection with the deliberate substitution of old-timer's disease for Alzheimer's disease. Someone whose appearance is none too neat Looks like he was dragged through a hedge backwards, a tradition which I try my best to uphold. This person might also seem to be like the wild man from Borneo, a sideshow attraction named after the Bornean orangutans. They have long hair, which makes them appear unkempt. A computer friend told me my grandfather and his family used to use a good one to let you know that they had enjoyed a meal and were full. My sufficiency has been saffonsified. If I were to partake of but another morsel, I would most assuredly burst. Since Hector was a pup is a bit more involved. Hector's mother, Hecuba, or Hecuba, got turned into a dog for killing the murderer of her older son, Polydorus. So Hector, by extension, 
was a dog's son, and he lived a long time ago, since Hector was a pup. The phrase seems to have become current in the 1920s and was a favorite with my mother, who was a flapper. I figured, plant you now and dig you later, came out of the 1960s, but I was wrong. Apparently, it dates back to sometime in the 1930s and migrated from black street slang into the beat generation vocabulary. It shows up in Pal Joey as hip street talk. My Scottish friend, Joan, who lives in Wiltshire, wrote, I met a Scottish lady the other day, and it was good talking to her. She came from Edinburgh, whereas I am from the West Coast, so we were comparing places which we both knew and had a chat about them. She did make me laugh because she mentioned one town where she reckoned they considered themselves upper class. You know what I mean, she said, fur coats and no drawers. All show and no substance. I'd almost forgotten that this is how most Scots talk. Scots do tend to call a spade a spade, and to me, that is a good thing, because you know exactly how you stand with them, and most won't tolerate anyone trying to belittle them. Anyway, she was a breath of fresh air that day, and it cheered me up no end. Joan's a lovely lady who has started podcasting on her own and has a blog as well. Now, my father was a salesman of pianos, home organs, and heavy appliances at the Eaton's department store in Chatham, Ontario. He had a favorite saying, which I consider to be his legacy. Like most salesmen, he was not canny about saving his money. And his favorite saying, which has carried me safely through thick and thin, was, You can slide further on bullshit than you can on gravel. All done up like a Christmas tree, was a saying of my mother's. She also liked, done up like Lady Astor's plush horse. Lady Astor was a well-to-do American-born lady who became through marriage a British upper-class lady. She held a seat in the British Parliament. Another favorite of my mother's was, I'm so mad I could chew nails and spit rust. She also favored, I'll break your arm off at the elbow and hit you over the head with it. A mock threat. I don't know where it came from, and there are too many words for a credible Google search. She also used, Your eyes look like two burnt holes in a blanket to cover any degree of illness or fatigue. When I asked friends for familiar family sayings, they would tend to say, I should just get them off the Internet. Well, the Internet is good for research, but I wanted original folk sayings instead of an Internet list. Disney has taken over our childhood mythologies and Disney-fied it with cute bottoms and quirky little cartoons. The Internet, in a somewhat similar fashion, is homogenizing our memories. My friend Stephen C. Barr from rural Illinois contributed feel like I'd have to get better to die, and feel like the little end of nothing whittled down to a point. He also said, hot is the hinges of hell, which is a good old one. I pick up little catchphrases from listening to old-time radio skits, 
such as the saying for someone who is a skinflint that they're tight as a toreador's pants. We always used to say tight as the bark on a tree, but I think toreador's pants covers it, so to speak. <clears throat> I'm sure that many of my mother's sayings came originally from radio and movies in the 20s and 30s. When defeat was confirmed beyond all doubt, another saying was, They beat us all hollow. I'll finish off with, Had the biscuit. That was another common saying from my childhood. I looked it up and found it refers to the Catholic last rites when communion was given to a dying person. They were given a wafer, a biscuit. I'm sure I will run across other common sayings, or you can write to me at sonia at soniabrock.com, S-O-N-I-A-B-R-O-C-K, one word, dot com. But for now, I've had the biscuit. <laughs>